Welcome everyone to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Karabin. Here we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living with a twist. everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to this episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Ginger Hendry. And I am Jerry Corrigan. And we're really excited today. We've been waiting to talk about this topic. We have a guest with us today. We have Linda Hewitt, who is a holistic practitioner and teacher. And today we're going to be talking about IET. So I'm going to jump right into it, Linda. If you want to introduce yourself quickly, and we'll start talking about the modality. Great. Thank you. Thank you both for having me here today. So uh, yes, I'm Linda Hewitt. I am a, um, I practice integrated energy therapy. That is what IET stands for. I'm a master instructor trainer of that modality. I also practice several other healing modalities, but we're going to focus on IET here today. I'm located in Buxton, Maine, which is in Southern Maine. It's a, it's a little less than an hour from the Maine Portsmouth, um, Maine, New Hampshire border. So not too far up into the state, but I do work with people. I do work with pets. Oh, awesome. Um, I do in-person and distant work. So right. I can support you no matter where you are. I'm That's so right. glad we got the IET definition out there because then people are like, IET, what the heck? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, Linda, I looked at your website ahead and we've chatted. So I know that you do a lot of energy work and I'm curious, um, you do more than one type of um Reiki or more than one type of, of energy work. So mm-hmm. how did you end up? Cause that's, I'm assuming that's where you started, right? That's more um, like, known, I guess. What you so mean Reiki? Started, Is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah. The Reiki? Yeah. Yeah. So I started with Usui Reiki and typically when people say Reiki, or traditional Reiki, that's what they're referring to is Usui Reiki. Mm-hmm. And so I took the first two levels of Usui Reiki before I started bringing in other things. But then I started um, integrated energy therapy was next up for me along with Akashic Records training. And then over time, I've added a few other things along the way. Um, but I really, uh, so I, yes, everybody, almost everybody knows about Reiki. It always surprises me sometimes when people don't know what Reiki is. I know, right? right? But yeah. everyone, I assume anyone listening to your program at least understands Usui Reiki and probably many other things as well. So, um, so that I started studying that. I'm, I'm a fairly newbie compared to a lot of practitioners. I started studying this in 2012. Started studying uh, Reiki and then IET at both in 2012, and. Um, It was actually one of my sisters that helped me find my way into this. And she and I kind of walk a similar path, similar energy. We both have engineering backgrounds. Wow. Yes. And and we were both, um, she actually found her way into this work when someone told her she needed her energy cleared. And she met with a, a shaman, had her energy cleared, and then started studying some things. And she said, gee, Linda, I think you would enjoy this too. And so I was off and running at that point. And we've done some training together. We've done some training separately, but I'm really grateful to her for helping me to get my my footing on this path. That's really cool. It's interesting because really cool there's so many people that we talk to, ourselves included, that sort of start with Reiki. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that because maybe that's more mainstream or offered more. Um, but I, even a lot of animal communication students that we've had, Jerry, say I started with Reiki or I started to open up when I did Reiki. Um, I think Reiki- that it's probably because Reiki sort of was the first of all these modalities that became, uh, I don't want to say normal, <laughs> I guess, that, that became known yeah. First, do, do yeah. you know what I mean? No, sorry, I don't know why that camera's doing that. Um, yeah, I think it's it's the one that became known first. And yeah, I mean, I 
uh, was, did Reiki one got in like 1990 something, mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? And I never really practiced it, but it was more like my own for my own thing. But I think that's why. And yeah, a lot of people started um, with Reiki and then it kind of naturally, well, if there's this, what else right. is there, you know, and right. kind of got us going. I'm starting going, to feel so. really good. I feel, I'm starting to feel empowered. Yes. What else is out there? Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Reiki has been around for eons, you know, traditional Usui Reiki. And some people even make biblical ref references to it, you know, and yeah. they call it something else. And so depending on your, you know, your chain of beliefs, some people say that, yes, that's what they were doing when they were laying on of hands. And why not? You know, it, it's about... Yeah clearing energy, empowering energy, clearing, you know, empowering not only your physical being, but your non-physical essence. And as we know, our, our energy, our essence goes well beyond our skin. Right. And yeah. that's what enables us to do distant work. Right. You know, for example, right. so I can tap into your energy no matter where you are, whether you're still walking this earth or even if you've, mm -hmm. if you've left the planet, you know, I can still work with the energy of your soul to, to provide clearing and to help you while you're between lives, so to speak. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, IET, we're, we're so excited to learn more about IET. So um, tell us, um, you, you made that step over. What drew you to that? Like what, I, I know you were working with your sister and, and some mm -hmm. of that opened up, but what about it sort of sparked up for you? Yeah, it's well, a, a few things. So first of all, at that point, I was still in kind of my logical engineering head. My, you know, my background is in in IT systems development management. And so one of the things is that it's very, um, well, there's a lot to it. It's also very straightforward to practice. It's very specific techniques, very specific hand positions, beautiful manuals to go with the training. And so when you learn, it's easy for someone who's coming from a more cerebral perspective to learn how to do it. Stephen Thayer, the man that um, first channeled IET, was an engineer also. He was an engineer. Ah, that's cool. And so I think a lot of us who are coming from that more logical and cerebral life really click with this. It, and, it, kind, of, it kind of pings your left brainness. Yes, yes exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, you know, and when, when you learn, it's, you know, we learn in the corporate world when you, when you're going to present something, tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them and then tell them what you told them, you know, that's adult yeah. learning. <laughs> and the materials that we, we have with IET really support that. Um, another thing is, is we work with angelic energy. And when I first started doing that, it took me a little while to come out of the closet and to be able to say that out loud. To <laughs> I'm working with angels. What did you say? <laughs> working with angels. <laughs> oh. oh God, that's now it's like if, if you came and looked around my studio, you would see, I don't even know how many angel statues I have in here. And I talk about it openly. And it's just part of my life. It's, you know, I'm just grateful for the angelic presence that's, that is around us. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it took a while. Um, another kind of a comparison of Reiki to integrated energy therapy. They're both light touch healing modalities. So, you know, you're, you're, you are putting hands on body in different places with, depending on how you learn traditional Reiki, some people teach it with a chakra system. And some people say Reiki has nothing to do with chakras. And so there's so many different lineages of Reiki. Yeah. Um, the energy body that we work with in integrated energy therapy is something called cellular memory. And some areas of cellular memory align with chakras, some do not. And then we also work with a series of integration points, which are sort of like acupressure points where, uh, where energy transfer is close to surface. It's easy to clear, very accessible. And so we work with nine different energy centers predominantly, and at each center we clear out a specific trauma and replace it with a specific empowerment. And we do that within your physical being, but also within your non-physical. We do it within your emotions, within your beliefs, within your um, spiritual and karmic presence as well. And it's just amazing. So for example, you know, most people can relate to heartache. You know, you've had a bad breakup or perhaps someone in your life has has passed and it's you know just really left some heartache energy so we work in your heart center to clear out heartache betrayal sorrow loss any of that and replace it with the beautiful empowerment of unconditional love and so this is to help you to 
open yourself up to to give love and most of the people I work with are pretty good about giving love but a lot of them aren't very good about receiving and accepting love and also discerning between unconditional love and conditional love and what I explain to them is conditional love is not love conditional love is mm. in my humble opinion a form of control oh and huge it, huge right? yeah huge I love that and so if that's kind of the pattern that you're under it's like well I think this is love he tells me or she tells me they love me um but then they do this and that it's like eh, I don't know that that's so much love it's control it may be it may be a dependency it may be some level of affection but it is certainly not unconditional love yeah and so it's not about necessarily saying, well, you have to leave that relationship. It's more about changing your mindset, your perception of what is and is not acceptable to you and kind of rework the pathways in and out of your heart center so that unconditional love will flow easily. You know what? I love what you're saying here. And this is like, there's so many things that are pinging for me. And I always have this notebook in front of me and I'm scribbling things down. We do this all the time. We talk about this all the time. All of these different modalities that Ginger and I talk about or that we bring in guests and, and we talk about, there, there's all that common thread kind of in there of releasing things or integrating things or whatever. When you had just said that before, um, I was thinking when we talked to, um, who did we talk to? Allison Holly about the shadow work and how she actually used the word integration Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bringing that stuff in. Also the emotion code it, 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 with that with Ellen that we, we talked about, because what you just said, Linda, about the heart, um, Ellen in the motion code has a heart wall. So we're releasing these things that are in the heart. So it just always so amazing to me in a, in a really cool way. You can't deny <laughs> all these different modalities and how they work and they do very similar things. And it's all about helping you become the best you or releasing things that aren't serving you or integrating things. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I, um, I always say, find your modality, but it all kind of gets you to the same place. And mm-hmm. I just, I just love uh, that you're, Kind of validating all of the stuff from all these different modalities that we do. Um, do you know what I mean? And I just love also that what you said about, so here you are this engineer. So this, this work, you know, resonated with you more. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there's something for everybody out there. You know what I mean? So this is just super, super cool. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. That's Sorry to interrupt that's... Ginger. <laughs> No, no, I was just thinking like when you were mentioning, because everybody does obviously have, um, you know, some type of loss or trauma oh, yeah. and whatnot. You, you don't get through this life without it. But let's say I just wanted to see what it was about. So if I came to you for a session, would you be able to tell me what you're feeling in my body or would I be the one telling you? I, so what we would do is we would first start with just a quick conversation of what's going on in your life, Ginger. How can I support you? Why are you here? Some people say, yeah, I'm just coming in for a little tune-up or I, I don't know what to expect. Some people who are real you know, newbies might say, well, I don't know. I just needed a massage. And I say, no, no, I don't do massage. You know? yeah. <laughs> one of, although one of my clients said, oh, it's like getting an angel massage. So I kind oh, of like, like that. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. But now most people have a basic understanding of what's going on. And they may say, well, I, I'm um, having difficulty in a relationship or with, at work, or I'm trying to release my um, dependence on this or that, or I've had this pattern in life that I, I just want to move past. Or I'm sad, I'm depressed, um, you know, and some things are it's more extreme that people come to me with. And so with that, even just starting to talk about it starts to move the energy because my, you know, as you can imagine, my space is just really full of my guides, my angels, you know, and they're all here hearing and they're listening and it's all compassion based. And so then um, what you would do is you would just lay on the table and this is if it were, uh, you know, an in-person session, you'd lay on the table. It's just like, you know, typical Reiki table or massage table and you're fully clothed, of course, and you're comfortable. Um, Some people fall sound asleep during the session and I embrace that. And a lot of them, people come in and say, I haven't slept in weeks. And then like three minutes into the session there, you know. (laughs) So let me interrupt just for one second. So when you're doing this remotely, somebody is like lying down with like headphones on or something, like earbuds on listening to you. 
they they can they can lie down they can sit up they can do whatever they want to do i do encourage them to be be in a place that they are relaxing they're taking some me time perfectly okay if the cat or the dog wants to come snuggle up with them because animals love energy absolutely but ideally you know phone off the family knows do not disturb until yeah. I come see you, you know, that so no one's coming in and saying what's for dinner or, yeah. you know, where are my car keys in the middle of the session. And so just really encouraging people to take that. I connect with people typically through Zoom. Okay. Some people prefer just telephone and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I Zoom makes it so easy. And so they're just they're just relaxing. And in that case, I am working with just in my mind, like a holographic representation of their body. Yeah. Okay. And if I'm here in my studio doing it, then I'll just move around my my um, Reiki table just as if they were laying there. If I am in a more confined space at home or something like that, then I'll just do it as if they're they're basically on on my lap and I move their body around. But it makes no difference for them either way. They're just relaxing in a way in a place that's comfortable for them. Right. Do you give them homework? Like, you know how sometimes like some, like when I do like a shamanic uh, clearing or whatever, there's, there's sometimes I'll get these messages like, this is what you move forward with, or Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, this is what you should do. Does it, does that come to it or come, is that part of it at all? Um, Yeah. um, Not not really in the way that I would call it homework. I do messages while I'm doing the work and I'll share that with them. Okay. And so the messages, I won't know that, um, you know, Uncle Tim did this to you when you were four. You know, I won't, I won't right. know anything specific like that, but I might get a sense that um, you're dealing with some level of victimization that's connected to fear, connected to oh, a male cool. presence, okay. something like that. And if that's bringing up something for you, you know, if that's bringing up anything for you, then it's it's time to release it. It's no longer serving you. Um, but I I don't. And and then based on that, they typically walk away with their own awareness of what they need to do. Sometimes the the messages may come in the form of an animal. And probably a lot of people are aware that, you know, when animals show up in a reading or a healing or in a a dream, quite often they are messengers. Mm -hmm. And it may not be the obvious thing. So like getting a skunk doesn't mean something really stinky and awful. And I'm not sure what a skunk means, but, you know, different animals have different spirit meaning. So I do encourage them to look up some of those things after yeah. the session as well. Um, I love that, that, um, so it's cool that, and, and we've gotten this with other modalities. It sounds to me like, um, I wrote down the word safe space. Like in other words, you are coming up with like, okay, like you said, you, you don't get specifically, you know, uncle Tim at the age of four or whatever, but I'm sensing some victimization, but your client on the table doesn't have to discuss it, doesn't have to tell you what it is, doesn't have to talk about it. And so it's not, because sometimes people don't, I feel sometimes people don't step into this work because, you know, get, go to something like this, because I don't want to talk about that. I don't want that. I don't want to say it out loud. I don't want anybody forcing me to talk about it. So in a lot of these modalities, and this is one of them, you don't have to, you're totally in safe space and you can say what you want or not say what you want. Correct. Exactly. And yeah. even in the initial conversation, sometimes I'll ask someone what, you know, what they want support with. And I can see that there are like words yeah. kind of forming in their head and their mouth, but they can't get anything out. And I'll say, you don't have to tell me anything. Just exactly. hold it in your heart. You know, your oh. angels, your guides know. And this is, by the way, it's between you and them. I'm just facilitating. See, I think, oh, so good. It's like you're the conduit. I am and the conductor. You yeah. don't have to say anything because it's not me. It's I'm the facilitator that's giving this healing. So I love what you just said there. I'm going to use that where you just said, hold it in your heart. You know what I mean? Because it's so energy-based and intention-based. Just hold it in your heart. You don't have to relive it. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to... Um, I love that. That is so powerful right there to, to give somebody the peace of mind that, you know, I don't have to go through this again. Right. And, you know, for, for most energy modalities, I believe that to be the truth. There are some modalities that the very nature of them are conversational. So that's a little different, but, um, but for I integrated energy therapy, Reiki, polarity, and, you know, some things that I don't practice um, too, but you know, it's just, it's, it's really, we as, you know, I'm, I'm a practitioner. I'm not a healer. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not the one doing the healing. I am facilitating. I'm introducing my client to the um, to the the angels, yeah. Yeah. guys, whatever modality I'm working with, and they are working with them. I'm holding safe space. I'm yes. creating safe space. I'm calling in the guides. I'm calling in protection. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure that we're only calling in divine, high vibration energies and protection from anything that's low vibration. That's anything other than divine. And um, and then I'm I'm facilitating. I, I think of it as kind of like a um, conductor of an orchestra. Yeah, I to resonate with that. So that if you know if I'm a conductor, I think of the orchestra as my angels, and my client as the audience. And mm-hmm. I've been rehearsing with the angels. And if I happen to drop my baton halfway through the the measure. You know, the, the angels know what they're doing. They're going to keep working with the client. So if I kind of lose my way, it, it's not me doing it anyway. It's it's the angels. I'm yes. facilitating it. And I just do my best. I absolutely do, do my best to follow process. Um, and I always just hold that energy of compassion and healing. That's a really cool lesson right there for any practitioners that are listening. Um, because I think we've probably all been there when we when we first started um, that we're, we're kind of like, oh my God, I'm losing my way, or this is another way to do it or whatever. We kind of freak out a little bit at some point in a session. But if you remember that it's a oh, wait, it's not me. I'm just holding, holding that space mm-hmm. and I'm just the conduit. Um, then that is, is, um, that's really helpful. So I like what you just said there about well, that. You know, it's interesting too, because at the beginning, when you mentioned, you know, like you don't want to kind of come out of the closet when you're talking about <laughs> angelic, um, healing, but you know, this comes up a lot too when we're speaking to different people. Um, if you look at it from a religious context, none of us, because we grew up, Jerry and I grew up Catholic, um, we talk to the angels, right? We pray to yeah. the angels. The angels are very present in my little brain as I grew up. Um, so for it to seem like sort of outside the box now doesn't make sense to me. I mean, people are still, right. if you're in a religious setting, you still have those beliefs. So you know, this, I don't know, the more that we talk about things, we always sort of draw the parallel that it's not much different. I don't know how to say it, but from a religious context to a spiritual context, right? We don't right, have because the, we were, the, you know, right, exactly. You and I talked about this the, when we recorded the one on angels just recently with you. And that was the first time I really thought about it that way, because you had brought this up and said the same thing. It's sort of like the Reiki, you're, you're in the Bible, people feel that they're like laying hands on, well, you know, maybe that's what they were doing. You know what I mean? It's all energy based. So that's a really cool. Um, I don't. I I get what you're saying, Ginger. Like you're like I don't know what the words are. I know. Well, if I think of the religion, for me, this is just me. Is more of a set of rules and a context yes. and a box. Mm-hmm. For me, the box is blown open. So I have all of those same things that I would have found and I did find in a religion. But with spirituality, for me, it opens everything up. So I don't yeah. have those same constraints and rules and you have to do it this way. And it's, you know, I, I think that's you're, you're absolutely nailing it there, Ginger. Um, I was raised Catholic as well. And so isn't it funny how most people that are in this <laughs> do energy work came from Catholicism? I think that's interesting. Well, when you think of it, that, you know, the history and origin of Catholicism is kind of rooted in paganism. Yes, and so it's yes, of, yes. Your way back. Um, and and hopefully that's not offending anybody to bring that up. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a really thin separation. But, you know, the way I was raised, you know, thinking of God and Jesus and, and the angels and all of that, it's like it was almost like um, myth to me. And it was separation. It's it's all that up there. That's what we always say. We always say, like, isn't it funny that we're always like, you know, up there, (laughs) not over there, up there. Yes. When we work with this energy, we realize that it's not, I mean, yes, it's up there, but it's also here and it's in, it's in my soul. It's in me. I'm part of it. It's a, it's a continuum and there are just different vibrations of the energy. And so, you know, like in the spiritual layer of our energy field, that is part of us that actually really just lives with all of those divine energies. So we have a, a direct connection. It, we don't have separation from God or whatever you call your higher power. I, you know, it's easy to refer to, to God because most people can relate to that on some level. Um, it's not a separation from that. It's, it's 
in my belief, my experience, it's really, it's part of us and we're part of it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how we're, we're just all connected. And in getting to that point, it also helps us to get to a place of compassion more right. easily because really, you know, we're all part of the same energy. Right. Yeah. And, it's such a, it's such a great way to think about it. And yeah, I know that there are some people that when you say, well, I am God and God is me, like mm -hmm. meaning that we're all, you know, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, like that's like, what? Amazing. No, oh my God, yeah. you know. Um, but yes, when you start to, I guess it's also when you start to do this work and you realize that, yes, this energy is all around you and, mm -hmm. and you can be this conduit and you can ask for help and you can call in guides and angels and you can, uh, you know, do IET and you can clear through shamanism and you can do, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. Then you start to, re oh, okay, it is all around. We are all connected. Um, and, and IEP has really helped me to get a deeper and better understanding of that as well. So in addition to like certification training, levels of certification training, they have these um, transformation workshops, 14 different modules where we just explore connecting with angels, clearing your karma, um, finding your, your energy connection to unity, increasing your vibration to peace, to compassion, to joy, to being love. Um, so, th so there are there are 14 different modules that we go through this, like a, a set of um, the seven steps to transformation. That's one series and then the higher steps, which is, you know, seven more. And they're just, they're wonderful. They're for anybody. They're, they are not limited to people who, who practice IET. So I have clients or students who are practitioners. I have students who are just from every walk of life as well that come in for those, uh, for those modules. And they just, they give you an opportunity to just really understand yourself, understand your heart's desires, understand your blocks, your barriers, and how, um, how the angels, how other energies around you can support you in releasing the barriers and finding your way back to your own joy-filled life. Yeah, so this is really good that you just said that because for everyone that's listening, again, you know, just to make that clear, which which Linda just said, she's not just a practitioner; she teaches mm -hmm. IET, and then that other really important point: you don't have to just, you know, you don't have if you want to learn this, you don't have to. You, it's not just a. I'm having trouble with words today, aren't I? They're just not coming out. You know. <laughs> You can do those classes without wanting to be a practitioner um, yes. because it is all about, I, I, I hate using the word betterment or whatever, but betterment, do you know what I'm saying? Like well, helping you evolve, helping you become your best self, right. helping, you know, that. So I hate to use the word betterment because it makes it sound like there's something wrong with you now. There's not. Um, I think it is empowerment. Empowerment. There you go. Thank empowerment, you. It's enrichment. Um, it's yeah. it's really just helping you find your way back to your true essence. A lot of it also involves accountability. And that's a hard one for people. Oh, like, yes. oh, oh, I'm not a victim. If I'm not a victim, that means that, you know, I, well, and I, I, when I say that, I want to hesitate here for a minute because I know that there are people out there that truly have been victimized. Right. And I, yeah complete compassion for them. But, um, you know, a lot of people in day-to-day -day life of, geez, I just can't seem to hold a job that I like, or, you know, I'm, all of my relationships are falling apart and so forth. And so, yes, it's part of it is about the other person and their journey, but also is about you and your journey and the choices that you're choosing to make. It could be about your um, your own blocks to self-love. If, if you could keep choosing partners who are unkind to you, well, on some level, perhaps you don't understand how worthy you are of unconditional love. So we work on you and your accountability and your empowerment of understanding your own perfection, your own divinity, and reset your vibration so that you can shift. Yeah. It's, it's um, some of my, my longer term clients. It's like, you know, we'll, we'll get talk, talking and say, oh gosh, remember what was going on in your life a year ago? Oh my gosh! I forgot that this is this was my tragedy a year ago. Yes, my wonderful life. Um, That's so really cool that you can, yeah. um, you know, see something like that. I had that recently with someone too. And gosh, remember two years ago we were talking about that. And I think that's kind of a good thing because then 
it does bring an awareness to the client. Like I, I am moving forward. I am growing and, um, et cetera, letting go or integrating things that no longer serve me, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a really cool, it's a really cool thing to see that movement. Right. Yeah. I love that. that. Can we just talk about the angel piece? Because I, I'm so interested in that piece of it as well. When you, connect with the angels in, in, on your journey in learning this, let's say, mm-hmm. um, do you work, did you work with individual angels? Like, do you know who to call in? Do you call in the angelic realm? How, what's your relationship? Let's say. Yeah, sure. sure. All, all of the above. So when I was yeah. learning it, taking it back when I was a student, I didn't quite have this full understanding. It was more, um, there was is Angel Ariel is the primary angel that we call upon in IET. She's the one who channeled the modality to Stephen Thayer. Um, but I wasn't, I knew we worked with other angels. I didn't have complete awareness of that until I studied further. There are actually nine different angels or angelic presences um, that we call upon within IET. You can practice it without having full understanding of who the nine are, but it's uh, it really enriches the practice once you learn about each of the nine angels, where they align with your energetic self, the types of traumas they help you to clear, the types of empowerment gifts that they provide to you. And so just coming to know them more deeply, it's like, yes, now I know that if, if I'm working with that person with a heartache, um, energy, for example, I'm going to call upon Angel Cassiel in particular to have her come in and work with them. And so, um, so I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, yeah it, it does, because I, I mentioned to you when um, I'm starting to um, have angels come in when I'm doing Akashic Record work. In, in the, mm-hmm. And so um, they're showing themselves individually um, and then I have to, I mean, I, I ask questions about what they're helping in my particular reading. Um, and, but then I go and look them up afterwards because I don't necessarily, I didn't know what they were um, bringing to the table for lack of a better word. Um, so it's been really interesting for me. Yeah. So, so Angel Ariel has taught us a lot about angels um, that we think of them as individual presences, but they're really just a continuum. Yep. And the way it's kind of explained is you think of of the colors that we see. And really, but when you think about it, there's really only one color. There's there's um, white light that comes from the sun, but we have something called a prism or prismatic effect that refracts that white light into different colors. So the angelic presence is similar. It's like one angelic presence that has a range of vibration from, you know, earthly in here all the way up to the highest level of the heavens and has different aspects that are um, maybe more dense um, versus more fluffy, more um, compassionate feminine versus uh, protective masculine. So there are different aspects of that. And then so you think of whatever is going on in your life and what you need and the type of energy you're perceiving, we tend to perceive it as a persona. And so Michael, for example, is a very commonly perceived presence of the angelic realm, which is the protector, strong, brings safety, helps us to cut cords, all of that, versus, you know, Angel Ariel, more, much more feminine and, um, you know, working with nature sprites and, and so forth. And so we perceive different presences, but there's really an infinite number of angels, just like there's an infinite number of colors. That is such a great way to explain it i'd never heard it that way but the one light and then the refracting the prism that is Mm -hmm. such a great way to explain it because ginger and i had had this discussion and like i said we did a a recording of this um about the angels and stuff because ginger is very much into the guides and the angels and has specific ones for specific and i've always been like i felt like Am I doing something wrong or is lacking or whatever? Because I'm more just that calling in the realm, Call, you know, mm-hmm. just the, you know what I mean? So that was just a really good way of looking at it. So thank you for that. Cause now I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, that's just a really, I love the way you described that. That's, that was, on, cool. that was really on behalf cool. of Angel Ariel. You're welcome. You know, it's, yeah. it's, 
<laughs> she has brought us, she has taught us through, through Stephen. And um, so it's just, I've just learned so much through this whole network of, of learning, of teaching, of healing. I just love it. I'm just grateful. Yeah. Well, it feels like for, for me, and this is recent working with the angels individually, it was once I set the intention to do that. So um, it's almost, Jerry, like um, when you have that presence come in, let's say for me, when, when I'm doing the Akashic Record work, um, much the same when you're doing mediumship mm -hmm. and you're asking questions mm -hmm. to, the, to the spirit, whoever is there, like, right. you know, how did you pass? Or, mm -hmm. you know, what do you want to, you know, whatever the question is, that's, mm -hmm. that's how they, sh they have shown themselves to me. So, right. so you know... But but there is like you guys know because you you've dabbled in the angels more like oh I can call in Michael yes is that yes okay yes yeah and anybody can yes okay. right 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 <laughs> here's another thing about angels that I've learned is they are ready willing and able to help yeah. you infinite capacity whenever you call them in but they will never never intervene unless you ask them right. Yeah, we talked about that asking for help. And I guess my point with that is like, because I don't know them, I don't know who I would call in specifically. Mm -hmm. So I just call in who needs, you know, it's setting that intention. Who, please, who does my client need? Please come forward, whoever, mm -hmm. you know, my, my client needs. Um, so maybe you might want to ask the next time you do that, is there somebody here? that like, I don't know how you would ask us, but like identify yourself <laughs> because that's kind of- Yeah, right, right. And then I heard and I'm like, oh, I don't know who that is. I mean, I know the name, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We had talked about that, that and that's a great way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can, that's how I found my guardian angel name, you know, and that's what I had been told is, you know, people say, I don't know who my guardian angel is. And they said, well, just ask. So, you know, I called in my guardian angel and I said, you know, and what's your name? And I immediately heard Gertrude. I don't know anybody named Gertrude. I know of the name Gertrude. So that's, you that's know, it's really, it, it's so funny. You know, um, I don't know if you guys are into, but I'm holding this up and it's a crystal skull. Yeah. Okay. So skulls are very um, big in the shamanic tradition and stuff and skulls hold the wisdom and blah, blah, blah. And a friend of mine owns a crystal shop and I walked in and I just saw this dude's, I wish you guys could see this because this guy's face is just like to die for. It's just a skull and his face is just so cute. And I just fell in love with them. So I um, I kept remembering, um, uh, who did, did Ellen do, Ellen, uh, it wasn't Ellen, the crystals that we talked about, crystals? Carmen. Carmen, Carmen, oh my gosh, that was a really good one. Um, and so she had talked about the crystals and and just like, you know what, it, don't worry about what the crystal stands for, whatever. So. I saw this guy and I was so immediately attracted with uh, to him and I, I got the crystal and my friend owns the shop and she hears the write up of it. And it like, didn't really match with like what I needed or whatever. So I just said, I, I took him home and I got in my meditative space and I said, what are you representing for me? And I immediately got the word clarity. And then I did the same thing. I asked him his name. What's your name? Frederick. <laughs> There you go. And if you look at him, he, yeah, you kind of get that, Fred. You know. Um, so I love that you just said that. Okay, so who's my guide? What's my name? Because if I get, I do it with crystals. So yeah, I do it with, with angels or your guides or whoever comes in. You know, right. what's your name? What are you here to help me with? Um, mm -hmm. Or whatever. So that sorry about that segue, but it just made me crack up that I have a dude that helps <laughs> me with clarity, and his name's Frederick. <laughs> I love that yeah. you, never, you never know. Yeah, I, I had to, okay, I share one more funny one with you. I um, was taking a, a psychic development class and we had, actually it was a, a mediumship class. Mm -hmm. And so our teacher had us just um, have one of our guides come in and just, you know, envision that it's coming in and it's it's either sitting with you or whatever you're envisioning. And I, I kid you not, it looked like a Planet of the Apes monkey. <laughs> And he, and I asked him his name and he said, space monkey. And so, you know, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. In the group, you know, people are coming up with all these, you know, lofty names and stuff. And yeah. I said, well, my name is space monkey. And, and like, okay. And then when I told um, one of my friends, she says, oh, I have a picture of him. And she had been at old orchard beach and there were some people playing in the waves and 
someone in a Planet of the Apes. Oh, good Lord. With a silver, like a space suit, but no helmet on. <laughs> into waves, and she had a picture of it. And she brought me a picture. So somewhere in my... Oh, my God, that's awesome. Of, yeah, that's probably what Space Monkey looks like. And he's that one of my funny. mind. So, um, just this know. was a recording that we did before again. And and, you, and so if you're listening to this, hopefully you listen to that one with Ginger. And, and one of your guides is a cowboy-ish. And we were calling him Cowboy Bob. Or we calling him Cow- because she doesn't have a name for him. I'm like, Cowboy Bob. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which I, I know. Think is brilliant. I know. But, you know, I know, I think when I learned, you know, what I was told by the person that I was studying with is that they make a connection with what we're comfortable with and what what's in our um, frame of reference. And so, we, you know, you don't typically, I don't think you get some lofty name, you might get Bob, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's funny because in all of the readings that we do, no matter what we do, whether it's mediumship or animal communication or just in a a psychic session or whatever, you receive the information in the way that's easiest for you to pass it on to your client. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And, and, and so, yeah, probably the same thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So just don't judge it, accept it. Say, oh, okay. I'm never going to forget space monkey workers. Exactly. You know, I will never forget either of those. Right. Um, yeah. That's really awesome. That's really Well, I wanted to make a comment about the training because I, yeah. I think I, I shared this with you, Linda. I um, have a friend who um, has Reiki training. Um, uh-huh. I think she's level one, level two. Um, and then she did IET and she said to me, and she's a teacher. She said, um, it is it, so much more, and I don't remember the word she used. I'm going to say practical for lack of a better word, but practical learning. Um, like there were actual um, steps or actual like mm-hmm. functional as opposed to um, Reiki where it's you're just opening up and do you know what I mean? Like she said, I just couldn't connect with Reiki. I learned it and it just didn't do for me what I had hoped it would, but IET is her thing. Um, and, and she said it just, you learn it in a whole different way. Would you connect IET to... You know, because some people learn Reiki like more intuitive Reiki, but some people learn Reiki with the actual, the hand positions on, so it, would it be more like that? It would be more similar to that in the, the, hand, you know, positions. In the, the hand positions, um, but even at that, you know, there seems to be a lot of varieties of that. Yeah. But, yeah. but I still think of Reiki as kind of more flowy, and I think of IET, even though once you learn IET, especially once you get up to the master level, you learn a lot of ways that you can... Um, for example, you can create something called an angelic power burst and you can bring it in, into any part of the body to provide healing. So you don't have to necessarily stick to the nine areas of cellular memory. You can call in angels to do some other types of healing as well. Um, but it is, it's very, um, it is very straightforward. There are very specific hand positions for very specific energies to clear and empower. Um, but beyond that, there are also like shades. So, so what is, what is heartache to me might be almost close to anger and you can work on anger and heartache at the same time. You think of resentment and we, we talk about clearing resentment. Um, well, jealousy and bitterness are kind of like different flavors of resentment. So you might have different parts for it. So you can, you can really, um, you can use IET to really work the whole energy body for the whole spectrum of limiting beliefs, limiting emotions, traumas, past life stuff that's shadowing you in this lifetime. And, but in a very, um, a very clear, it's like a clear roadmap of how to go about doing a healing session. And in each level of training, you learn more and more. So like in the basic level training, you learn the all about the, the foundation of IET, where did it come from and why? And you learn about the basic energy anatomy. So the nine areas of cellular memory, the hand positions, the process, you, um, you're able to do both in-person and distant sessions based on your basic level attunement. And then when they, with the intermediate level, you learn more. You learn about not only you know, working with the physical body, but you learn more about the whole energy field, the layers of the energy field, and how to effectively get traumas out of different layers, you know, mm-hmm. remove limiting beliefs and so yeah. forth. 
Um, then in the advanced level, we add on more energy centers. We add on arms and legs. We work on clearing the soul star. We learn how to um, anchor energy to, to the planet and you know, lots of wonderful things. We do some manifestation techniques in the advanced class. And how long are each level? Like how, how does the training work? Is it like a week? Is it? Yeah, no, it's a basic intermediate and advanced level are each a one day class. Oh, okay. Okay. Got and it. then the master instructor level is a two-day class. And so okay. in the master instructor, you learn some higher level techniques, you learn the sacred geometry, and you also become qualified to teach Okay. Uh, um, everything shy of, as a master instructor, you can't teach the master instructor. You have to become a trainer and being a trainer is by invitation only. And so okay. I'm, I'm fortunate to be one of them. I, I was very tickled when I got invited to be a trainer, become a trainer. And so, um, and so all this information, everybody that knows that, that, um, Linda's information will be up on our guest page. Um, so it'll be her, there'll be a link to her website there. So all the information about the training is on there as well as sessions with you. Absolutely. On the website. Okay, cool. Because you know me, I'm like, Hmm, you know, I want to reiterate what you said earlier on, on Jerry too, is that, um, there, you don't need to go through this. So you don't have to yes. have in your, in your brain, I'm going to teach this, or I'm going to offer services. This is something that everybody can use for. Yeah. You can go through these levels, obviously not the master teacher level. You wouldn't have right. to do that, but you can go through these levels just to enhance your being just to, you know, become more and more aware, become more and more authentic, become, you know, more and more, whatever we keep coming up with, not a word for. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Empowered. 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 Why can't I remember that damn word today? Empowered and possibilities. Those are my favorite words. That yes. Can possibilities are, um, that's awesome. So yeah, I think that's a really cool thing because, um, I didn't know much about IET and Ginger has been talking about IET, IET. And so now I'm all like, scribbling down notes, like I said, and going right to the website after this, because I'm like, hmm, <laughs> maybe this is what I need to do next, you know, uh, kind oh, of thing, which is, again, honored. is why, you know, half the reason why Ginger and I do the things, because then we end up doing the things, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, we have Alan on with emotion code, and now we both do emotion code, you know, we take emotion code, you know, go to her work for uh -huh. sessions, um, and stuff like that, because uh, for people like us, it is all about these different um, modalities. And I say this all the time, doesn't matter which one you find, find one. Um, which again, is part of the reason why Ginger and I put this out here so that find one, you yeah. know, well, find one, find two. Through, you know, there are many roads that take you to the same place. So yes. it depends on what calls to you, mm -hmm. uh, what opens or presents to you, mm -hmm. whatever feels right to you. Yeah. Um, because there's just so much out there for help and support. Um, around us that we don't visually see. We know, we feel, right? People are starting to open up to that. Um, but there are just many different ways to to do that. IET, I think is fascinating. Yes. Uh, so um, I'm thrilled that you were able to, to, to come on with us and talk about it. Yeah. And if you want to try a session, I am offering a coupon to your listeners. Um, I offer different lengths of sessions. I really recommend a 90 minute session, especially if, if you're new. Um, and so I, I have something called a deep healing session that is a 90 minute session. And I offer that both in person and distance. So I'm offering you 30% off the distant deep healing session. The coupon code is 30 psychic. So three zero psychic. And that is so nice of you. That's so sweet of you, Linda. We love when people do that. Thank you so much because it not only does it help people that listen, but it helps, in my opinion, spread the joy, so to speak. You know what I mean? If people can just, well, I wasn't going to dip my toe in, but now I will. And then, uh, you know, if it gets them either turned on to this or moves them in another direction of some sort of energetic work, um, that's what it's all about, kind of, you know. And this is good for how long, Linda? So they'll be available through December 31st, 2021. So through wow. the end of the year. And I'll have, I'll have um, 20 coupons available. But if you subscribe to my newsletter, once a month I do a newsletter and there's usually a coupon for something in there. So that's, that's another way to continue to get some discounts. I also offer some packages where you can get discounts off of um, buying a bundle of services. 
awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, everybody remember that all that information is going to be on the guest page of the website. So is there anything that you think that maybe we missed in asking that you? Oh, let's see. Um, so just again, it's, it's, it's a very high vibration energy. It's a little bit of a higher vibration than Reiki, but it does work. You know, I combine some, I combine energies. I, I follow the flow of IET, but sometimes I'll feel called to pull in other energies as well. Um, it's, it's a very compassion based. It's a, it's just a very soothing, soothing, but powerful energy. And I just love it. I'm trying to think, um, so, and I do a, a training to, to work with pets as well. I think oh, that's, that's right. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I have, I do that class typically on a, like a horse farm. So we do hands-on work on dogs and horses. We do distant work on cats. Um, I'm looking at possibly doing that as an animal shelter as well. So we wouldn't be oh, doing horses there, but we would probably work hands-on cats and dogs and then do distant horse work. And so there's, oh, and I do an IET for kids class. So it's a class for kids ages roughly 6 to 12. They actually get a basic level attunement. It's a half-day class. We talk in kid-friendly terminology. Completely no touch. I do not touch the children during the attunements or any other product part of it, which is hard for me because, you know, I, I'm a hugger. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's all well, That's hands. great. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you mentioned the kids and I'm glad the, you mentioned the pets. Boy, man, you, you do everything. I know. I know. <laughs> you got well, a lot of stuff going on. This has been great. Um, yeah. And so, again, for those listeners, you know, that want to find Linda's information, go to um, our the Psychic Wives uh, site, thepsychicwives.com, and you will find Linda's information. Um, and, again, we're on Spotify and and. Um, Apple podcast. I'm losing my, my mojo. I need some more coffee, I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, I know, right? thank you for joining us and we look forward to the next time that we're together. So thank yes. you. Thank you, Linda, so much for being with us. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank Bye. you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Carabin, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.